Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Positive Podcast. On this episode, I'm reunited with my good friend James Hackney. In this podcast, we talk about mindset, NLP, life coaching, motivation, success, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it. James, nice to have you back on the podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well and nice to be back. Thank you for, for inviting me on, Adam. Thank you. No, no, you're welcome. It's good to connect on video this time. I can't remember the first time we did it. It was audio back was it a couple of months back. Wow, that is, that would be, would that be before COVID? I can't remember. I think, I think it was just about during. I think it was like a yeah. month after, yeah, wow. during lockdown, yeah. We, yeah. we did audio previously, I remember that, and it was a, a fantastic podcast. So thank you for having me on. I've had to put yeah. something on today, get my pajamas just to be on video. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's kind of flown by, hasn't it? It's pretty scary how time flies. Um, but I remember last time we spoke, we just kind of like went with the flow and it, it worked mm. out pretty well. Um, and I think we're going to do that again today. But I, I thought like you did a video the other day that made me think a lot. And it was about like having a vision. And, you know, if you don't have a vision, then you kind of just kind of sailing through life kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's important to have a vision, to have something that we're kind of driving towards um and we all have different ways of working you know notes uh having things up on you know we were saying on a whiteboard mm. um i think you know that's it's pretty important isn't it to have kind of something in place and to be able to see it and something that we're going towards yeah spot on that having that vision which is something that is one of the, the, the core principles that i work on with any client who comes to me is having that vision because 
it's like getting in a car. If you got in a car and you didn't know where you're going, you'd just be driving around. And while you're driving around, you are wasting time, you're wasting energy, you're wasting fuel, you're wasting money, and hoping that you'll end up at the destination that you want to end up at. So in your own personal life, when you have a vision, now it doesn't have to be, I know a lot of people say it's got to be precise, it's got to be pinpoint, it's got to be exact. But your vision is personal to you and your vision, your vision can change and alter and it's just having that knowing destination of where you want to be an understanding of where you want to be, when you want to be there. And also, what are you doing while, when, you there, when you were there is really key in really any area of your life that you want growth in. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I massively agree. And I think like it's, um, it's something that we should all kind of think about. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, something that we should work on because I think like a lot of the time we kind of think about things have things in our head and it's like you like you said you have to kind of write it down you kind of have to put it there in front of you because otherwise you might forget about it yeah yeah i know we were talking before weren't we about we were writing about writing down paper and stuff and then your paper pile just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then you've got to yeah. sort through the paper file while you're making notes on the paper file uh, yeah, yeah. And i think um on, on that note if you have a load of ideas bouncing around your head and I get ideas at the most random moments, which is normally when mm. you're going to sleep at night and that's because your brain's relaxing and that helps with your thinking process. Like you want to scribble stuff down on a note, you want to write it down and then come to it in the morning. But what I found works is if you have just a book, have a book which is just full of notes from your head, like a mind dump book. If you have that book and that's with you all the time, you haven't got papers all lying around. You can, mm. you can really not plan on your conscious about cutting down all the trees, but you yeah. have a book, like a mind dump book, which you can refer to. And then you can pick out notes from there and you can put them on a whiteboard. You can put them onto a piece of paper that you actually follow or anything like that on your computer. But it's mm. just about that. It's having an organized mind dump book, I would like to call it. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. Like, I've got different um, lined paper books, mm. booklets, and I'll just, like I said, I'll write them on there. But sometimes I'll, I'll peel them off, and then that paper piles up. But, yeah, it's mm. good to have that kind of, that mind kind of, like, dump book where you can just put whatever comes to you, like, note it down. Mm. Or possibly even, you know, on your mobile device, on your notes, if I've got paper with you. Mm. But, um, yeah, no, it's definitely interesting, I think. It's something that is this these kind of things aren't really taught to us, are they really in school? It's not like yeah. you kinda of have to figure it out along the way as you go through for whatever works for you, works best for you. Um yeah. I see well you got post-it notes on your door and I think they're pretty good as well yeah. to use. Like Yeah, so this here is um I'll show you. So this here above yeah. me it's on my wardrobe. And all the notes up there was when I was doing my NLP. And I'm very visual, very, very visual. So I absorb things visually, subconsciously and unconsciously. And I thought, right, I need to have some form of, some form of wording on somewhere I can see each and every single day. And even if I'm not really paying attention to it, my subconscious knows it there, knows it's there. And these really helped me. They're organized, they're all in sections and the post-it notes, are, uh, the presuppositions of NLP, which... I'd look at every night. I look at one before I go to bed just to run through my mind. And it's really, really important to, to, really, pl to really use your 
and VACOG skills. So your, your vis, if you're a visual person, auditory, kinesthetic kind of person, is to really play on that. So if you're somebody who is very visual and you want to take in information or remember information, is to have visual notes. If you're someone who's very auditory, you could have um, CDs, you could have voice recordings. But if you're very kinesthetic, which is very feel, which is doing things, you may want to have something that you really resonates with you when you're doing something. So this could be that when you are learning, researching, I don't, this could be something that you've got something in your hand, maybe something you can squeeze just because you're moving or you could be on the move, walking around, listening or looking at information because you're recording it in some form of kinesthetic way as you're moving. That's a little bit more tricky than, than audio and visual, but 75% of the population visual. So a lot of the people listening to this will be visual. So having them visual aids and playing to your strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely interesting like, when you think about it because, you know, like you said, the, the kinesthetic, you know, the visual, audio, you know, auditory, I can't pronounce it, auditory. <laughs> um, you know, we all kind of work in different ways. And it's like you said, when it comes to learning, especially, you know, it's, it's kind of using what works for you. Like me personally, I, I like to write things down, you know, look at it, write it down, take it in and go over yeah. it. Um, and I think like, you know, we kind of have to, like I said, figure out our own way of learning, you know, in life. Like in school, we're just kind of like throwing loads of information. Mm. And it's like, you know, hang on a second, you know, am I taking this in? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what is this the right way of learning and things like that? So it, it's, it's a, yes. And, you know, I think it's definitely important because I think once you figure that out, that, you know, the way of how you learn what works for you, it's kind of like not plain sailing, but you kind of, it's much, much an yeah. easier process. Yeah, it's, it, it's very true. And I think as well that we're a very, very digital generation, very digital mm. now and everything's, well, a lot of things are going online and people think, oh, well, I've got to have note taking online, but sometimes that doesn't work out for you. And going back to the old fashioned way of writing things down is the best way for you to take notes. Mm. And as you said, like going back to the education education don't teach you school college university they mold you for just a career for what you do in between the nine to five they don't actually teach you and help you for what you do outside the nine to five so if you've got goals if you've got dreams outside the nine to five you can sometimes feel lost and confused and like well what do i do i haven't been taught this and the best form of education is that self-education look at what works for you how, do, how should I take notes? How do I want to be learning? What do I want to be learning? Mm. It's so right that education doesn't give us the tools to do that. Yeah, no, I see it. And I think like when I, when I was doing my coaching course, like I don't know about you, but like when, when I was learning certain um, sort of modalities and like, you know, diagrams and things like that, I was looking at it and I was like, you know, why didn't they, if I, if I was taught this in school, like, you know, you, how your mind works and things like this, you know, like I'd be a different person now and I, I probably wouldn't have done the stupid, so to speak, shit that I did when, you know, I was a bit younger. <laughs> so it, it's, it's interesting, you know, how the mind works and, you know, why that isn't put into the curriculum. I think it should be. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's amazing to, to learn about ourselves and how the mind does work because, mm. You know, I think like you know, once you're in control of your you know your mind and you know how it works, um, 
gives you more clarity mm. as a person. Yeah. And you, you want, you also understand the reasons why you do things, the reasons you understand the reasons why you're believing things and the reasons what is why things are happening in the world and how you can change them to how you want to be. But also I think for me, since doing my coaching and NLP practitioner is that I got so much appreciation now for the mind and the human body. Mm. And for me, yes, it allows me to help other people. It helps me to benefit their lives and give them the tools and the techniques to change and become who they want to become. But at the same time, for me, it's that appreciation of, who I am as a person, what I can, and, and how I work. And when you then give other people that education, you can see it in their faces. I don't know if that's something that you face, Adam, when you're speaking to people and you're just giving them little ways in terms of how you interpret information. And, and they see them learning about themselves as that light bulb moment. And if that was taught in education, I personally feel that there would be, and there's, might be something people might not agree with but i feel there'd be a lot less depression i feel there'll be a lot less anxiety because people would understand that other what people would understand what's making them depressed what's making them anxious what's causing their sadness and they can alter that mm. they can then make that change because they've been given the tools to make that change yeah no i i completely agree with you and i find that you know with with that with what you said is that you know people you kind of have the tools within themselves to change. And I think like through coaching, you're, you're providing this open space for that person to kind of like, I've said it before, it's like a, you know, tangled ball of string mm. and they're coming to you in that space and they're just unpicking it and untangling it. And, you know, a lot of the time people have things going on. We all have things going on at some point. And um, people seek external things to kind of fix that thing that's internal. Do you yeah. know that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like drinking or going out or buying something, and, and we we've all probably done it. You know, we, and <laughs> I want my hand uh, up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. And that's you know the beauty of coaching, and it's like if people knew about this earlier on, they probably you know it, it would prevent them from probably doing those things. Yeah. And yeah. It, like right. you said, it's that kind of light bulb moment. You see the person kind of just shift, and it's pretty powerful how people can shift you know pretty momentarily mm -hmm. yeah the, the 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 shift it's it's a it's a realization i think a lot of the time in the fact that you are responsible for your own happiness and that is because as you just said instead of looking externally for happiness motivation confidence whatever that may be once you realize that the responsibility lies with you with you within you mm. internally mm. it's almost like well i can actually affect this and people place the power of their happiness. They place the power of their confidence. They place the power of their fulfillment, whatever that may be, externally. But when you actually take back that power and go, no, wait a minute, I, I'm responsible for this. People are like, well, I can actually affect that. And it's sometimes not huge changes that people have to make in their lives. It's just little tiny things that mm. all add up to this big, huge, wow, like a big breakthrough. And, and as a coach, I'm sure, Adam, you feel this mm. and you see this and... Seeing that, it, it just makes you makes it makes you feel like you're you're changing the world. And I know going off going off a little tangent, but yeah, there's there's a great quote out there that every time you coach, you change the world, and it's true mm. because you're giving people this awareness that they are responsible for their change and they are responsible mm. for their own happiness. And I think that's 
that's a fantastic gift to give. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And I think that's, that's one of like, the rewarding things about it, isn't it? You know, it's, um, you know, you're providing a positive value to other people. Yeah. And that person, you know, feels reassured and that, you know, you're seeing that person change. I think to, you know, it's that person, that person that's kind of doing the work. We all just like providing that space, aren't you, for that, you know, for, to facilitate that and just guide. Mm. It's like kind of guiding a ship on its course to where it needs to go, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've noticed that through, through podcasting, strangely enough, like, you know, you know, in myself and with some people I've, I've connected with, you know, they've been on a podcast and then they've, they've done their own. And, you know, you see that person kind of grow. Do you know what I mean as well? Yeah. And it's, we're all kind of in this together. And I think that's what it's all about. It's not about us getting our needs met, you know, you know, it's, it's, some people get into coaching because, you know, they think, oh yeah, the money and all the rest Mm. of it. And it's like, well, if you're, if you're in it for that reason, you're not going to be in it very long because you need to be a person who's got empathy, who's understanding of people and wants to have a positive impact. Because mm-hmm. when I did my course, there were some people who didn't understand what empathy was and kind of lacked empathy when it came to, you know, the practice sessions yeah. and they found it difficult. So yeah, I think that's strange. It's, it's, it's empathy is, big for a coach it's big for people in people's lives as well so being shown that you are being empathetic to somebody mm. i think that's something that's definitely kind of opening up in the media now as well with like workplaces yeah yeah i agree it's, it's it's definitely opening up and i think we've got to be we've got to be very empathetic towards and also not understand not, not, i'd say understanding but believing is seeing because you know this peanut size thing of what you can see if you focus on that it's kind of negating the fact that there's all this possibility so i like mm. to say to my clients you know when they come and say oh but this but this but this i'm like this is peanut thinking let's tap into possibilities because you meet everything there's like so much and the more mm. you can kind of go away if you don't like what you're seeing in the peanut you can access you know through i like to call it spirituality you know accessing god's help into something mm. else with possibilities and call that thought into what you can see. So, yeah. There is so much more. So much yeah. more. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with you. And I think like, it's like, you know, um, you know, law of attraction and energy and, you know, kind of how the universe works, isn't it? You know, like, I think if you sometimes focus on the bad, you'll kind of attract the bad. And, you know, like if you think negatively or positively, and like you said, there's, there's, there's far much out there than what we can kind of see. And that, you know, it's all about, you know, energy, isn't it? Like you kind of, if you're around certain people, you know, people are on different vibrations. And I think oh. like what you, what you said about being in that place around those kind of people, you know, if you, you know, you're doing drugs and things like this, you, you know, you're on a certain vibration and you're going to, going to be attracting those people. And I think that that's one of the key things about, you know, being around the right people, isn't it? I think that's something that I've learned. I mean, I, I was I was around the wrong people at school, um, yeah. doing certain things, uh, you know, getting involved in fights and things like that, and and um, you know, trying to please people as well. And I think when you're caught up in that loop, you can't really see it until you kind of come out of it, or yeah. or sometimes something has to happen for you to kind of wake up. Like for me, yeah. it's falling through a roof. 
so, wow so, uh, <laughs> oh my so, god so that give you a wake-up call <laughs> yeah yeah so but yeah i fell for a skylight on a, on a roof and um that's how i had ptsd later on but so i mean some things shouldn't happen for people to kind of take a step back and, and, and look at their lives and sometimes it is those kind of like crazy scenarios that make you really think and i think like for you as well you know being in that scenario where you could have just been sucked into that horrible situation but but do you know to me through that scenario you took a step back and you really kind of thought about it yeah absolutely and my my heart goes out to you my goodness that must have just been so traumatizing for you and your loved ones but yeah you're right you know Sometimes when something sort of shocking happens, I think we have a choice, you know, I don't think it automatically happens that, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to fall through mm. the roof and then suddenly I'm going to, you know, make my life better. You know, we always have a choice. Like, do I let this consume me or do I kind of go for something better, right? I mm. have a choice to either just believe what looks like the truth or do I go for something better? And I think I'm hoping that people don't find themselves in extreme situations like both you and I have been through mm -hmm. because you can actually make that decision without having a big drama. And in fact, that's a big part of my message right now. Like, yeah, please yeah. don't wait for like some yeah. big earth shattering thing to happen for you to choose and live your best life, regardless of what's going on in the economy, regardless of what's going on, you know, in the world. I'm not belittling in the fact that people have lost their lives. My heart goes out to every single person who has lost their mm -hmm. life. You know, it's so, so real. Mm -hmm. This painful this is scary but I also know that we all have a choice um, and there really is no need to be afraid and I think one powerful thing to begin to attract the right sort of um, people to attract the right sort of things to help you on your way is the power of a vision you know and sometimes when I say oh you know what's your vision I ask people what's your vision people think oh I don't know and you know my vision what's my purpose I don't know and it doesn't have to be some big groundbreaking thing either. Like when I ran out of that room, my biggest vision was, I don't want that, you know, I yeah. don't want to, you know? And of course you need a bigger vision to kind of create bigger things, but you've got to start somewhere. So sometimes, yeah. you know, it might just be, what is the very next step? And um, I then like to ask people as well, like if anything was possible, what would you do? Because right now, like, you know, so many things have happened. People have had one thing after the next, after the next, after the next, after the next happen to them. And they've just been beaten down by 2020. And even before 2020, in my case, so many things were going wrong. And it can be so easy to be like, oh, I just want to survive and stay. And I just want to survive as a vision. And that might be okay to get you to run out of the room like I did. But I think to really thrive and create this kind of life that is just mind-blowing, regardless of what's going on, it's so important to have a clear vision of who you want to be and where you want to go. Because once you have that in mind, you know who's not good for it. So for me, you know, one thing that happened when I ran out of that room, I was like, okay, yes, I, I don't have to do this. And I was like, okay, now what? I'm like freezing. I have nowhere to go. Like, mm. now And I was like, you know, the, the next kind of vision I got, was go learn and I'm like learn 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 I'm like the whole night I was pondering what does learn mean and mm. it just so turned out I don't know if they still do this right but at that time this was years ago decades ago now but at that time you know when you're kind of applying for uni um all the good students everybody kind of said okay get they give you these results you've got to get before they let you into uni so I dropped out I didn't get my results um but there's a a process called clearing so when all the good students who got all the, res the results kind of got their university places there's some spaces left for that the universities want to fill so if you haven't got your results you can go through this process called clearing to be offered a space and it just so happened at that time when i was here and learn learn i'm like what is learn 
I happened mm. to walk past a newspaper stand and realize, oh, clearing, you can actually phone up. And even if you don't have grades, you might be able to get into uni. So that was my next vision of like, okay, I've got to get back into the school system. And the more you kind of keep some sort of vision mm. in front of you of what you're working towards, then you know who is good for it and who can help you on it and who is not so good for it. Mm. So as I began to realize, okay, my vision, my next thing is to go learn. I quickly knew that these people that are gonna come and take me to these interviews are not the people for this vision. And then you've got to, already you talked about energy, you talked about vibration. I was in the vibration of I'm rising out of this, I'm rising out of this, I don't care what it takes, I'm rising out of it. Anybody else at who's like, oh, let's just get high, let's go. You know, that is a different vibration and I wasn't available for it. So there's something about, um, like we're talking about energy and so much about what you can't see. To the, to the naked eye, I was still this person who was this low life, but in the energy realm, I was like this, rising. Mm -hmm. And as you say, as you're rising, the people who are not on that level, who, and this is not to belittle them or to judge them because I was once one of those people, but they're just not, they're not for that vision. They're not for who you're meant to be. Mm. So I think, um, just being aware that of this energetic world and um, that whole dynamic as well that's happening beyond what the eye can see is so powerful. And we talked about the law of attraction. We talked about, you know, you're attracting, mm. you know, some of these things. I do kind of understand that these laws exist, but I also think something I've come into, some understanding I've come into quite recently is that a lot of that, there's so much truth in it. Like you kind of, you do attract, you know, when you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, you know, things continue to go wrong because you keep, ah! It just spirals. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you have the good vibes, you have the gratitude, and you know, things spiral. There's so yeah. much there's truth in that. But I think even beyond all of that, um, there is almost another level I'm discovering because I'm always learning. There's mm. another level I'm discovering of almost it's not my responsibility. I don't know how I can put this. So it is my responsibility to choose my energy. It's my responsibility to raise my vibration. If mm, I'm mm. In myself. It's my energy to kind of be in gratitude because I believe that connects me to God and connects me to all the goodness that is there for me. But there comes a time where, where I'm kind of sensing that the law of attraction and all of these um, theories almost put it all on your shoulders to mm. kind of achieve it. So if you don't stay high vibe enough, then you don't kind of attract what is meant for you. And mm. I think no, that's not a responsibility for me to carry because actually... Mm. Yes, of course, I'm going to do all of these things to stay in a high vibe and do all of that. But God's going to bless me. You know, God, I received my, my biggest blessings sometimes when I wasn't in a high vibe state because mm. God blessed me. So I wanted to, I've come into the understanding that yes, some of that is very, very true, but it's not all on my shoulders like those laws suggest because mm. actually my most amazing breakthroughs have come through when I'm just like, God, I need a man. Mm. And I haven't mm. been in a high vibe state that, you know, these... Um, yeah laws suggest that you need to be so that's yeah. kind of the new evolution of my thinking around it i'm saying there's, there's a lot of truth in it for sure but yeah i don't take the aspect of it that puts it all on my shoulders because i've seen that many many times where actually i'm like my energy is low i surrender i need your help i need a miracle yeah enough so i don't know is this making sense i feel like yeah 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 no 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 it makes it makes <laughs> no it makes no it makes perfect sense i i i, I can relate to that and i think there's there's a whole um, there's a whole kind of like kind of stig stigma I say stigma but there's a whole kind of like you know thing about like law of attraction and like you said there are there are core things in it that you know are real um, but I think like you said you don't have to always be in that kind of state to kind of use it and I think sometimes like you said in uncomfortable situations or you know if we feel a certain way things can kind of open up for us so 
it's not like you have to always be in that vibe you know yeah. like i think you know we have to kind of give us ourselves a break sometimes because we are human beings and yeah. you yeah. are going to have days that aren't the same as you know the other days yeah um, which kind of alleviates that pressure i find as well um yeah, yeah. It's not, we're, human shoulders were never meant to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders and mm. be the one that kind of is responsible for manifesting any and mm. everything. Because yeah. I don't, there was nothing I did in that room in Soho going to interview mm. that kind of job to attract the biggest breakthrough of my life. So mm. if it was up to me, like that wouldn't have happened. So there's a lot of truth, but I think the whole personal responsibility of like, no, I don't, I don't receive that. I really do agree what you're saying about something higher. You know, I call my God because he's mm. literally to me. I, this is not even people say, oh, how can you believe in a God? Like it's so stupid. I'm like, well, it may be stupid, but literally, I could, I could talk to you for, for weeks about mm. my personal breakthroughs of how you know. When you're, break, when you're breaking through from addiction, for example, like I was mm. smoking, I don't know how many cigarettes a day at that mm. time when I went to uni, still puffing away, you know, going to lectures. Yeah. And <laughs> I remember just, I remember one day, like, you know, God will meet you where you are at, right? I remember literally smoking away, thinking, oh my gosh, like just come from this lecture in the University of Wales at this point. I'm like walking around just thinking, oh my gosh, like I didn't have any money to buy cigarettes. Like, God, if you're real, why would you even let me smoke? This is something I chose to do, right? just smoking away. I said, God, if you're real, why would you even let me smoke? Anyway, went, went along with my day. And then the next day, I remember just, you know, going around, just thinking, there's something really different about today. Mm. I don't know what it is. And the whole day, I'm like, there's something different about today. And it was only until I was walking home from school, the very same spot that I had said, oh God, if you're real, why would you let me smoke? I walked past someone who just happened to blow some cigarette smoke out of their mouth. And I realized I haven't touched a cigarette today. And literally, it was in the instant I said, why would you let me smoke, that the addiction left me. And that was a miracle. And I've had so many things like that happen to me that I'm just like, okay, you're real. Like, you're so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. 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 God, this... you, now my prayers are more respectful, but that was the level I prayed at because that's yeah. who I was. So. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, I think like, you know, there are there are other you know avenues you know you can tap into, isn't there? And I think you know like, like with energy and spirituality and you know higher power, I think there's there is definitely something there because it's like how how, how else do you uh, explain you know what what kind of went on for you? And I think you know sometimes some people have to kind of experience it themselves to kind of like you know go okay, well I believe that. Um, you know, I, I've I've had I won't get too much into it, but I've had um, you know spiritual things happen where i've picked up on things and i explain it to people and they they kind of don't understand but sometimes people have to kind of experience it themselves i think you know to then realize but i think it's definitely real um as well like um with with your profile like you've been featured in um huffington, huffington post and success magazine and thrive global like did you ever think that you know that that would ever happen <laughs> I didn't even know what those were. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Like, like, no, you know, it's so funny. I contribute to those, um, I'm a contributor to those uh, on an ongoing basis still with Thrive Global. And um, it's mind-blowing. And to me, this is this, this scripture I love in the Bible that says God's able to do infinitely, abundantly above all you mm. can ask, think, imagine. And, you know, if I think of that girl who ran out of that room, like, all I, you know, was dreaming about was like, oh, how do I, you know, pay for the next mm. day to survive, right? Mm. That was a level of dreaming I was at. So to be featured in somebody's amazing publication, it wasn't even, I wasn't, 
anywhere near the frequency to dream that. And mm. I think that anybody, like, like I say, we're all that special. You know, whatever it is that would be so amazing for you to achieve in your career, it's possible for you. And it doesn't have to be this kind of, oh, it sounds a bit, you and I have been talking about all this spirituality. It sounds so kind of yeah. But I think this is something that you can bring into your every single yeah. day to achieve whatever it is you would want to achieve. You're more, that thing. So mm. if you're feeling held back by what's going on right now, if you're feeling like, oh my goodness, when's the pandemic going to be over? When are you going to go back to normal? Well, I think everybody can see we're not going back to normal. You can start, um, you know, seeing, okay, how can I thrive? How can I go from beyond surviving? You can get tools and I have loads of free tools, by the way, just reach out and share them with you. That you can mm. use, start accessing divine guidance for your current situation. Because right. I think a lot of the time people struggle to have these mind blowing things, whether it's like, you know, publications that you never dream about, you know, contributing to them. Where right. do I begin from where I'm right now? And it's quite simple, just getting divine guidance and then really using your, your skills, your, mm. everybody's the best in the world at something, right? So mm -hmm. discover what is it I'm the best in the world at and really applying that divine guidance in the best mm. possible way for who you are. That's literally what I help people do. So access mm. these kind of mind-blowing ideas that are kind of out there, given the mm. current situation, and then using the tools that you have, we all have, to mm. bring them to life in a way that you only are designed to do. That's mm. so powerful, it's so available to every single one of us. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think, like you said, we've all kind of got the tools within us, haven't we? It's just kind of like a matter of like, kind of how we kind of are seeing things and sometimes it's that just that lens almost that we i think that people have sometimes you know that's like wearing a, a pair of glasses that doesn't really you can't really see clearly through it's just kind of like you know sounds a lot simpler than you know being able to do it but you know that just kind of changing that lens of how we see things isn't it and, yeah, and um, I think it's so powerful you say you know because you can't become what you can't see so i love that you use that that terminology so seeing things and i love that um you also mentioned it's not easy but it's not meant to be done alone as well i love that there's mm. so many amazing you're an amazing coach adam you know there's people like me you know there's oh, so many you. people out there who are you as well. to help you know there's people i've literally built a community of people you know where they're all helping each other on their journey so you don't have to be alone with whatever you're going through and mm. you don't have to be alone in terms of figuring it out there's a lot mm. of people who have made the mistakes <laughs> go make some of the stupid mistakes mm. that um, I have made not even necessarily with that kind of extreme situation I described even like in my career even in my you know as a mother trying to juggle career mm. and life you know, there's mistakes there's things I've learned along the way from working with clients on five continents now you know you working your clients and all the people mm. you've interviewed you have a breadth of experience and knowledge that mm. people can use to shortcut wherever they're trying to go so I see the biggest mistakes sometimes a lot of people make is trying to reinvent the wheel or feeling like, oh, well, I, you know, I've got to kind of carry the whole world on my shoulders. And mm. bottom line is we're never meant to do life alone. Like we are connected by energy. Mm. We are connected. And mm. once you start tapping into people who are aligned energetically to where you want to go, you can really collapse the timeline to get there. Mm. I would say to anybody who's thinking, oh, well, it's not easy and you know, I can't really see how, well, it's not going to be if you're on your own. The fact you're listening to this is, yay, great. But then mm. connect to people. You know, you can reach out to Adam to coach you. You can reach mm. out to me. Like, you know, if mm. I feel like I can help you, there's people to help you see those blind spots that you can't see and help you, like I say, collapse the timeline um, to where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I think that's really, really important, isn't it? And I think, I think sometimes people think, they need to have it all figured out you know 
or they um i think i think especially in today's world like society there's a lot of pressure on people to have things figured out to and i think as well like people don't sometimes always want to reach out or they they because I think it takes a lot, doesn't it, to literally just have that kind of first consultation or just to literally kind of um, yeah. ask for help. And I think it's quite powerful by, you know, someone doing that because through, you know, over time, they can really, you know, change. And Yeah, and, and it's so important that you say that because a lot of people do feel like, oh, I've got to feel like I've got it figured out. Let me let you into a secret. Nobody has it figured out. Like, who saw mm. 2020 coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> nobody has it figured out if anybody tells you they've got it figured out like i want to check their pulse right yeah. so we are living in times of uncertainty um but that's not to say that you know then, then nobody can help me because there's people who are more used to navigating uncertainty there are people who are skilled in um training you your mindset i heard you were learning your nlp different things like that to help yeah. you kind of you know align your belief system so you're taking action in the uncertainty in a way that's conducive to where you want to go so mm. nobody has it figured out number one and yeah. reach out reach out for help because even if nobody has it figured out there's people that know how to navigate based on their past experience and all their training mm. and um you know it's so funny people are like, oh, how can i reach out that initial conversation i get it but trust me every single quantum leap i've ever made into hmm. anything that people are like oh my gosh that's so impressive started off from me reaching out to somebody that I was like, mm. <laughs> like you know literally like I had the audacity given my um background to apply to Cambridge University and now for anybody who doesn't know Cambridge is like the Harvard of the UK yeah, like, yeah. The universities in the world I had the audacity to apply to them because I reached out to somebody who had gone to Harvard and she was like oh, she might as well have your yeah. wings and a hazel <laughs> when I first met her she, yeah, at this point in my career, you know, her name is, uh, this woman just literally changed my life, mind blown. Mm. Um, at this time in my life, I was kind of finished my first degree. I was working in the UK uh, banking system as a consultant, doing credit risk, you know, really writing code for banks, right, to make decisions. And it was great because I was good at it. But I was like, oh my gosh, like, am I going to do this forever? I'm like, I think I'm going to be bored. Like, I'm going to need more than this, but I'm not sure what, I had no clue. And in comes this angel from Harvard. You know, she just got her Harvard MBA and she might as well come from heaven. Because I was like, oh, I want to be just... <laughs> and I was like, so the world. Well, she, I want more. She looks like she has more. I think I'm going to reach out to her. And that was that what we were talking about just now, Adam. And I kind of was like, um, do you mind if I just uh, speak to you about something, about my mm. career? She's like, sure. And then we talked and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, to be honest, you've done really well in your undergrad you're doing well it sounds like you need to do like an mba and i thought okay well i can do an mba she's like yeah i'm gonna help you apply to harvard and that was the first time in my life anybody ever, ever told me i could go to that kind of university mm. and it was just from this like i say getting clear on the vision my vision at that point was i don't know that i want to be doing this for the rest of my life i want something more i don't mm. really know what more is so my only vision was to get clarity on what's my next purpose so that's what I'm saying about having that vision. And then seeing this person come in, I'm like, okay, she's out of my league, but I don't care. What's the worst yeah. that can happen? She's going to say no, mm. right? But she didn't say no. She then goes on to mentor me for free to put together this incredible application. And there's a test you have to do to mm. kind of get into universities and, you know, you have to train really hard. She taught me how to, you know, do really well. I end up scoring like the 98th percentile in the whole world. So like top 2% of the people mm. doing this thing. She helps me put wow. together this incredible application to Harvard. I didn't get into Harvard, but again, I think that was divine redirection because mm. at that 
time, you know, just Harvard wasn't right for me. But guess what? That quality of university, Cambridge, they do want you to get the high school she trained you to get. They do want you to have the incredible essays that you have to write. She trained me to do that for Harvard. So I was able to replicate everything she did for Cambridge. And within like, I think a month of getting declined from Harvard, I was into Cambridge and had the most incredible transformative year of my life. And I say all of that to say, I was scared thinking, I don't yeah. know, like a few months before that. So yeah. I would say if you're looking at Adam and thinking he can coach me, oh, I'm a bit nervous, write to him, you know, yeah. because that could be the next step that it gives you the most unbelievable breakthrough and just opens up so much for you. Mm. If you want to reach out to me about something, reach out to me because like I say, mm. I've experienced things, I've helped people. That could be the next step to something, some new dimension that you're mm. not even dreaming about right now. So I would say, you know, most people are human beings. We all wake up uncertain. We all are unnerved by what's going on in the news. We mm. all are, we eat, we drink, we shower, we go to the bathroom, pick up the phone contact mm. people because your next level probably is going to be outside of your comfort zone so just mm. just do it like Mike say just do it yeah <laughs> yeah no I, I i love that and i and i and i love what you said and i find like you know that you you know never thought that you'd be you know going to university and you know uh cambridge and i think like you said it's amazing you know sometimes the people that you can just connect with you know and just kind of like you say reaching out to people and networking and it's like if you want to you know reach that to that person you know that might not have happened and it just takes that leap doesn't it kind of unless into, you're gonna get no yeah. what you're gonna get is ignored and no never killed anybody right mm. if you get no next end mm. off so i think a lot of people fear and myself included a lot of people fear rejection but mm. no never killed anybody like if you look at anybody who's like a great success right now and you ask them how many times have you tried, how many times have you so-called failed, they'll tell you probably hundreds, thousands of times. Like Thomas Edison, 10,000 goes, you know, mm-hmm. help us have light right now. So I, I say, you know, pe- what people call failure or the no or whatever that you're so scared of, it's not failure. It's just data on the way to your mm-hmm. success. It's feedback. Move on yeah. to the next. Yeah, no, I love that. I think like you said, like no, never killed anyone and i think like it's just like you say data isn't it it's kind of uh you know there, there are lessons along the way aren't they and i think like I, i've applied for jobs and other things not work out for me and i think that's kind of all kind of experience and would, would you would you say you know things not working out kind of like can build like resilience oh yeah yeah no definitely things not working out you know definitely build resilience and um it definitely redirects you because sometimes you're like, oh, I really, really want to do something. And if only, and then you get a no, and it's like a knife in the heart. So I remember mm. like, you know, for me, like Harvard, like I had literally put together one of the most incredible applications. Now, and I'm not saying that to say, oh, how great I am. I literally had somebody who sees the applications help me do it. Like she literally mm. helped me do it. She was even going to be my reference. She was one of their staff students. And then I, I had to pack my bag. I was waiting to go to Boston where they're based. So I'm like, ready. And I'm waiting to hear from them. And then, um, you know, literally, I think you have up until decision day to be called yeah. into The whole way till decision day, I hear nothing. On the decision day, I receive an email saying, unfortunately, we're not gonna have you. That was like a kick in the stomach. Like it was just so awful. But like you say, not only does it build your resilience, it was divine redirection. Because when I was um, applying to go into Harvard, 
Harvard is a two-year MBA program. Now, this I was applying to go start my uh, MBA in 2007. If I had gone into um, you know, Harvard, I would have done the two-year program and graduated in 2009. You might be like, okay, so what? Well, I didn't get into Harvard. I went into Cambridge, which is a one-year program. I did that and graduated in 2008 and got a job just before Lehman Brothers collapsed and the whole world collapsed into recession. And yeah, the people that were graduating from Harvard the next year, so many of them had the tens of thousands of dollars worth of debt that you take to go and no job because companies are falling down left, right and center and not hiring no matter how good people are. So that for me was divine redirection, not only to allow me to step into the company I was able to go step into, but also just personality wise, the whole Harvard structure, the way they learn, it's not my style. So I like the name, oh, I wanted to go to Harvard, but the way they do stuff is you've got to get up and you, it's a case method where you kind of argue, speak up in class and you get graded on how much you speak up in class. That is so not like me. I'm an introvert. Like, yes, I'm intelligent enough to kind of put forward a case, but it's not like this where I want to be competing for points in class on that basis. But that's how they, you know, 10% of your grades are based on what you say in class. And sometimes wow. I don't say anything, you know, and you'd be failed, like you lose 10%. So this was so not aligned with who I am, number one. I would have been miserable for two years. And mm. secondly, I needed to graduate one year earlier to get the job I did to impact the people I did through my career in mm. technology and IBM. So I say all of that to say, you know, sometimes the no that you fear could be the biggest blessing. It could be the direction, you know, you got no from different opportunities, but now you are doing what you're meant to be doing, interviewing people, changing lives, you know, sharing positive vibes and messages that are impacting people. So sometimes that no is divine, not even sometimes, usually that no is divine redirection. And there's so many more um, things I could tell you about how my no have been like devastating at the time, but have been like, oh, thank God, like when I realized later on. Yeah. For me. Wow. No, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing, isn't it, when you think about it and you, you kind of reflect on that and mm. how, you know, certain events like that can literally kind of redirect you down a different kind of like course, of, you know, avenue in life and how sometimes, you know, those no's and those rejections or things not working out are probably some of the best things that have happened sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know that then lead that person onto another you know, another course to then do something else. Yeah. And like you said, it is, it is amazing. I think you know, you know I, I I really you know respect you for what you know from that you've you've done and you know what that you're doing. And I think I think it's really like you know motivational as well. And I I think it gives people hope. I think it gives people hope. You know, if they're stuck or if they're not too sure where they want to go in life, you know, or if they're, if they're experiencing something difficult that, you know, they really can change and they can also like, you know, reach out, you know, to you yeah. or some, you know, or myself or, you know, somebody who's there. And, you know, you'll know who you vibe with, like, you know, so you mm. might, you know, they might just take a look, listen to you a few shows, like, yeah, I'm going to reach out to Adam. Or maybe there's something about what mm. I've said that might resonate. Just reach out. The most you're going to get yeah. you're from me, you'll at least get an answer from me and all my mm. team. You know, just yeah. reach out. What have you got to lose? Like, if you get no silence, it's divine yeah. redirection to what you're meant for. And I just want to say to anybody who's struggling, because these are such hard times. Like, for me, even included, I'm having mm-hmm. my own challenges through this. Mm-hmm. The same message, the same kind of uh, encouragement I'm giving to you, I'm giving to myself, just saying, mm-hmm. no, 
this is not who you're meant to be. You're meant for so much more. So mm. even through the pandemic, even through all the difficulties that I face, I'm like, okay, God, what is the more I'm meant for? And who mm. can help me do this? And it's not like, you know, getting the work of, you know, different coaches to help me or getting the work of like, you know, getting the support of different people. You mm. know, different things. So I am doing the same thing. I'm not like on some high and mighty pedestal saying, oh yeah, you go do this. I'm in it myself every mm. single day, getting mm. different guidance to keep on not just trying to survive through this, but mm. life through this. And I believe yeah. that is available to each and every one of us because mm. I don't know to be squashed by the pain of everything that's going on. I think when we transform that into power, that gives us a really purpose that then mm. impacts so many people. Mm. Yeah, no, no, exactly. I think it's so true, isn't it? And I think like as people, um, I think that I heard somebody say this once. It's like we're either fri- I think Tony Robbins said it. Is it we're either thriving or surviving? Like what you just said. Like it's, it's you know we're we're in one avenue or another. And I think like even if we you know you are going through difficult times, I think that can only kind of propel you to like you know the next thing, can't it? Like you think back. Yeah, even like one of my clients, um, you know, Nanoush. She's mm. a she's like a young mom. She's got two kids. And she's a black woman and you know all of this kicked off after the george floyd murder in, in the u.s you know all the relations yeah. and she came to me so so angry like you know like i just feel so upset by what's going on in the school mm. system how black children are treated and you know all of this stuff and it's mm. almost like just trying to survive like we we're just talking about right mm. but then i kind of said okay yes i get it i understand that things are difficult right now for everybody yeah not just people of uh, color but everybody but how are we going to thrive in this situation and not just mm. try and survive because no the whole world is not our enemy here there's a few people who are racist that have turned everybody against each other what can mm. we do to thrive long story short just helping her flip that pain into power and then purpose this woman has now created she um has basically put together a proposal to her kids school to help them adapt the curriculum so that it better teaches black history throughout the year so that people have mm. better understanding, empathy wow. and respect for black people. Her work has been recognized by the local MP. So this is like the government in her area and the government are now working with her. She's writing the report that will be taken into parliament probably and will impact the British school system. Mm. From her pain. And, you know, a lot of people kind of just look to survive or stay in the pain and the anger and the forgiveness unnecessarily. Mm. And I'm like, no, you can always transform that. You know, when you're ready, you can always transform that into potentially something that will be a great benefit to so many people that you know. This is something that's a benefit on not just people from of color, but so many other people who are trying to be good allies. Like, I want to help people of color. I don't know what to do. She is their answer to prayer, helping them become fair, helping them on this journey to equality in the schools and the British schools. I have so many stories of this in in the corporate world, taking their pain and creating something amazing. So we yeah. have a choice, like we've been saying at the beginning. Am I just going to survive through this or get taken under by this? Please get in touch and um, I'll be happy to, to help you. Um, have a great day and um, all the best. Take care. We can help you and mm. go create something else so that we have better peanuts to look at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's making sense. I could talk about yeah. it, but hopefully it's no. making yeah, yeah, no, I, I, it makes sense, it makes sense um, completely, and I think like it's amazing, like you said, how that person is using that pain and you know putting it. I'm blown away every time she gives me another update. I get chills because mm. this started off. I'm like, I don't want to do. I'm so angry. Yeah, her local MP recognized her in the street, like 
saying, oh my gosh, I heard the great work you've been doing. Like, yeah. I'm so excited to work with you. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It just shows you, you know, like, that, you know, like a lot of people probably wouldn't think certain things are possible, but, you know, like, it is possible, you know, like you said, just by, you know, kind of like not react, because I, I think when that happened, you know, a lot of people in that reaction mode, aren't they? I think, like, it's kind of taken that and kind of, like, responding in, in the right way, you know, like, like this this person did, yeah. and you helped, you helped her to do that. Yeah. which is you know amazing and, yeah, uh, and we're, we're either we're either in reaction mode or creation mode and yeah. i'm not like beat anybody up for being in reaction mode because when yeah. the time, you better believe i was in reaction mode I'm yeah sorry, uh, oh, everybody you, you teach this get into creation and that's when yeah. like things began to happen for me and in my life and my you know i've bought your book and my, my life hasn't changed or something or, or i've done this thing from reading your book and i think he said it this is affecting my life and he was like well you know, it's not my fault. I just, put, yeah. it's up to you what you do with, you know, that, that, that content and you can't read the book and expect things to happen. You know, exactly. it was, so you got to put the care. You can read, but you got if you want, if you got to, you can read the book all you want, but if you want the changes from the book, you got to take action. Mm. Yeah. I think that Gary Vee said, you can't read about doing pushups. Yeah. And you can't, you can't, um, you can't read to learn to swim. Yeah. You can't. You've never learned how to swim by reading. Yeah, from that, that's, that's the effective thing about taking action, isn't it? And um, I talk about it sometimes as like the compound effect. You ever mm -hmm. heard about the like compound interest? Yeah. You know, that, that um, just doing something like, say, say, I don't know, say you go running for a week around the block or do 10 press-ups a week, mm. you know, next week at five, you know, do that. And it's that, that build, isn't it? And it's, yeah. I mean, that, that applies to anything. You like, you know, learning, podcasting, coaching, mm -hmm. exercise. It's those, you know, that 1%, that little 1% that then builds like a snowball and you just get yeah. better at things. Yeah, you, there's, a, there's a great analogy of that. I was talking to my cousin actually earlier on today very similar to that compound effect about the domino effect mm. and then the seven habits of highly effective people where if you, and I, I can't remember the amount of dominoes. So apologies if it's incorrect, but I know roughly the amount And if you were to get a domino and each domino after that was doubled in size. And, and I think it's in about 30 odd dominoes, you would reach a domino that'd be the size which would fall up to the moon. It'd be that big. Mm. So when you're not that first domino, it's, it moves. And it shows that how by taking little action 